listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. I'm not sure why I got that song in my head, but I got Transformers Express. Transformers Express. Now that I've gotten that out, welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Charmed after their hiatus. This is season three, episode nine. Let's do our best here. It's definitely <laughs> not the time or condition to be reading hard English or English at all. But Spanish, come on now. But I'm going to go for it. No Pablo Brugeria. That's all I got. I believe it translates to Coyote Piper only because they changed the episode title to its translation because apparently someone is racist. I don't know why that's racist, but that's 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 racist i don't know why it is but that's racist homie listen i mean when westworld did akana akane no my they didn't decide to just rename the episode on google the red dance because that's not what the creators chose as the episode title so whoever you are needs a strong talking to this episode was written by Geraldine Elizabeth Noah and Jeffrey Lieber. Directed by Rupert Enormous Cock Evans. And I gave this episode a 10 out of 10. I really liked it. This is the second episode where we are delving into some pretty relevant topics and we are having some great dialogue while moving the plot forward and I think that makes for some really great momentum to this season that has been overall definitely I believe the best season they've put together thus far. It starts in the attic as Macy reads the tablet. It says the tablet is forged with magic for those who are perfect to move time and space what does it all mean basil what does it all mean i have no idea either girl harry tries to over apologize but she tells him that she doesn't need any more discussing about it she just needs to move on demonic language needs to be untranslated and the way macy said ugh now fuck that bitch fuck that bitch fuck that bitch She's like, why does everything lead back to the cockroach, man? I can't kill this damn fucking cockroach. It's always still in my home, no matter how much raid I spray, how many times I've called the exterminator, she's, it's still popping up. But tells Harry to go uh, do his best or worst, as she ain't tagging along, because she would prefer to stab herself in both eyes with a hot poker. Somewhere, Abigail heard that. Why am I still getting hate? She clearly has not listened to that Nivea song. Don't mess with my man. (laughs) I don't even know the rest of the words after that. 
something like, I'm gonna give it to you. Basically, I'm gonna whoop your ass. So that you ever stepped in that direction means that I still owe you a consistent ass whooping. Jordan stops by the house because Mags was expecting him. And when he causes accidental shock, Macy snaps at him to be more careful. Get out of here, you meanie! She also doesn't like being asked if she's fine. She's clearly not fine, so... (laughs) Take the hint, guys. I will say two black people hearing glass break with no one else home and they casually investigate. No! Hell no! I be deducting black points every time. Y'all is not showing y'all skin tone. They should have bats, knives, any type of weapon whatsoever. I just know that the hootie hoo cry was heard and y'all did not act accordingly. I understand you got magic, Macy, but you didn't look like you walked in that kitchen <laughs> like you was Caucasian. What's ever, what's ever going on here? Oh, some glass breakage? Let's continue to look for the intruder in the house. There's clearly an intruder in the house. Some hooded figure sucks them both into a void. It was going for Macy, but Jordan stepped into the way because he's a chivalrous man. Maggie is still at war with Antonio when she arrives home with Mel, who apparently is perfection itself, while Mel is to give the keynote on inter... Did I get this right? Intersectionality? I feel like I need to do research on that word, and I didn't have enough time when I was taking notes. But... I see we're still having Antonio around and apparently despite his introduction, he's otherwise the ideal man. Why won't you die? Jordan and Macy are in a magical realm of Jordan's high school where he reveals he was bullied. Well, we're just shown he was bullied. Macy is now mad that he used instinct to protect her as she leaves in a huff to go find a way out. Sis, you need a blunt, some thuggish hip-hop music, and yoga. A vibrator. Release. You need to release the beast. (laughs) During these times in which you want to pick the world up and drop it on a lot of white people's fucking head. Abby agrees to help Harry, but can't translate the text, but knows a demon that can by the name of Fenric the Vile, notoriously violent even by demon standards, trying to dispose a demon overlord some centuries ago got him banished. Harry declines getting involved with anyone that has that kind of reputation but she levels with him admitting that her demon form is reckoning is a reckoning for her sins and now she knows that atonement may be her only salvation and agrees to take him there and make sure he doesn't end up being eaten or have his spleen eaten apparently either of those things were on the table as that's something he used to do this fenric the vile Mel and Maggie made me very proud when they learn that there's intruder in the house and respond accordingly. 
If your metro don't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. And I will say the takedown of Cousin Josefina was bomb ass, especially when Mel used her power and then Maggie had her stick at the ready. I was very proud of my girls. So very proud. Josefina is a second cousin and not known as she went by her dead name, but no more. I stand. Also, there are better ways to introduce yourself, I agree, than burglary and kidnapping. But she thinks that there's bad blood since Marisol apparently abandoned the family in Puerto Rico. They tell her that she got a scholarship to college and that's not the same thing as, you know, abandoning the family. However, later on, they do mention the fact that their mother be telling them a whole bunch of lies that they find out after the fact. So... I guess she could have way more skeletons in her closet. And she also stole the Book of Shadows, which was belonging to the other side of the family. That's what, I think I said her name wrong. Is it Josefina or Josefina? I think it's Josefina. However, she ain't getting that book back because it is, um... Pretty much eviscerated. Jordan sees his high school boo, who was his everything until she cheated on him with a Justin, which surprises Macy as they are still kind of strangers despite being family. And he calls her out on her snapping, but knows why, as she's had a rough few days. She keeps trying to say, I'm gonna move on, but she really isn't. And it's like telling yourself to get over something. Not wanting people to feel sorry for you. Don't wanting to throw a pity party for yourself. But it still hits hard in your gut. There's emotional damage and scarring from those microaggressions building up. And then when they implode like that, that takes a minute to just move on from. It's harder than it looks. Oh shit. The next scene I was like, are we in Pandora or Jurassic Park? they just walk into Fenric's um spot but i guess if you are the demon overlord that kind of has the keys to the jail cell that makes sense but he looks like an old man rather harmless saying i was about to make some tea even gets her to take her fire and uh roast it up for him he's very unfazed to her aggressive attitude and agrees immediately to translate the the symbols but wants something for his troubles ignoring abby's threat and showcases his own power by violating their minds the um spell that josefina made was simple macy and jordan figure out that they just need to get two keys and then they will be free however they're burning up because the spell is also unstable and if it collapses they die but jordan knows where they can find one key it's around the neck of his uh old girlfriend cullen Fenric gets the goods on them and is not afraid when Demon Abby shows up as he knows killing him is illogical. 
demon forms are triggered by rage and he tells her that she has enough of it in surplus as the answer to her question of how he conquered his demon self and i kind of like that um this is kind of horrible because this is exactly not horrible but this is what i wanted for macy and considering 2020 if she still had her demonic form that would have been a really strong arc for her as she deals with the world around her and not causing the apocalypse (laughs) with a black woman's rage but he proposes that he dampen his demon side with study and meditation bullshit i'm not sure how harry was so optimistic but she was also that optimistic about abby the first time around despite everybody being like she's really annoying and she's clearly but then again i keep forgetting that harry was totally using her to piss maggie off however by the way he was dragging her later in this episode he clearly sees her for exactly who she was back then and that tells me that he was petty times three fenric wants release from exile seeing as he's reformed he gets to work since abby agrees to it but she has her suspicions that the man really has not turned a new leaf and once again i'm not sure why harry was so adamant about the fact that it was suspect we're dealing with demons remember maybe this is what i get when i talk about how they were um demon racists all last season so now he's just become a demon pacifist yosefina is up to speed regarding no book but she half doesn't believe them risking it all to get here and we learn that she has been kicked out not due to the transition but because she wanted to be a witch but her family told her that is only for biological females so she is self-taught she needed the book so she can help unleash her power and prove to everyone that they're wrong particularly her family but she didn't know that jordan was cursed which is the reason why the containment bag where she banished them and lets them know that's where macy is as well as uh jordan and she can't do it so the best they can do is put a fan on it (laughs) um they talk about the magic she used which was the in the title i believe and talks about colonizers demonizing that type of magic it's very much how christianity like threw itself against paganism because oh my god you know that's horrible because we have this other one that we're promoting and we're we let's not go down that route we'll be there for a very long time (laughs) and i guess the more um the more prominent one you usually see is voodoo as well but voodoo is actually based on christianity and then we can go back into a whole nother rabbit hole about religion and why they demonize things particularly if it's christianity interpreted by 
different colors besides Caucasian. Um, but I'll leave it there. Macy Unseen watches his, um, back in the realm, watches Jordan's teen ex play him for a straight up fool. He sweet talks her out of that key and he ain't tripping on old stuff the way Macy is because she's like, I don't understand why you ain't angry that she cheated on you. But I'm thinking in my mind, like there were some other things in which I was agreeing with her, but men listening to their little head instead of their big head that's their fault okay there are red flags all over these siren type hoes and men will still put their dick in them give them 20 dollars, and follow them around because they are willing to do and make that sacrifice until they're awake woken otherwise it's just something men like to do they like to chase things that are toxic why I guess that has something to do with their genotype. She asks how he never gets mad, and he says, Only when people sucker punch me in the face. Oh, when does he get mad? <laughs> Macy, like, why you gotta bring up old shit? The helicopter sounds lead them to a door into Afghanistan where his translator died, according to Jordan, because of him. Before I forget to say it, Jordan, you blaming yourself for doing a salad for someone else so they happened to be leaving the next day so they had to do this particular mission and he got shot i mean bruh take some things off of your chest that you don't need to be carrying around and i'm rather surprised that macy did not bring this up at all back at la casa fenric harry is dismissing all of abigail's very uh, realistic desires to prove that there's just no fucking way this dude cured himself through yoga and harry's like i'm telling you i do it all the time and it does release all the the negative spirits from your body as they are arguing she is proven right when they mistakenly find his amulet that dampens not only negative emotions, but all emotions with logic. Harry did come hat in hand and ask her for her help. So him calling her all those names and going ham on her, I will say was a little unwarranted considering the man already mentally violated you. Jordan loses Mateen once again and he just gets shot. I don't know what happened. Like they got... Um, ambushed is my guess just as the women make it to command so that they can find a spell combining what they know and the magic that Josefina knows to at least stabilize the world so it doesn't collapse completely because it's starting to look like wax they spot the witch finder or at least Macy does it first, the Witchfinder General, the man responsible for Jordan's curse, who has the other key and needs to go to the auditorium. With Yosefina's help, they try the fortification spell, 
and it works i like the speech that um maggie gave her like when she was feeling like oh you know what i screwed this up and maybe everyone is right to have these doubts about me but she tells her other people don't tell us who we are unless we let them emotionless and bored back at fenrix harry decides to talk about his own problems (laughs) to another (laughs) fellow caucasian like look my girl went through some deep shit regarding her race and i'm desperate that's what brought me to your damn door because i want to understand what macy went through and the more i try the further away she gets so by solving this riddle so that they can break the curse so that they can have that physical intimacy again um that's the thing he can solve which abby surmises Fenrir thinks the amulet is the solution that stopped him from achieving all when he realizes that they found it i'm not sure how he did not hear all of that noise going on like did he go down to the tombs clearly my man's needs some hearing aids i mean he is like centuries old so this makes absolute and utter sense fenrig now has a solution he wants harry to kill the demon overlord abby so that he harry can take her place why he would even be interested in that i don't even know and this is why his plan completely failed because he did not understand harry despite going into his brain and he's a white lighter you said those words and yet you thought that this was going to go in your favor macy pushes jordan in the the realm to keep going despite the trauma that he is going through or reliving to find the witch finder general and she points out that he doesn't confront his anger which is what's causing him to um to basically feel as if he can't go any further she says you didn't lose your temper when shit ain't cool with the bully with your ex but jordan tells her he can't get angry in a very well acted scene because angry black men are threats the scariest kind of threat particularly to colonial america it's the boogeyman it's why white women sleeping with black men resulted in infanticide white women did it mostly out of boredom or spite considering their husbands rather frequently raped and impregnated the slaves but then decided to keep a few as their concubines all to restock supply and demand these are the facts i don't um i don't sugarcoat the facts you do sometimes just want to smash something this is why people go out and bust windows and deface property it's not yeah the looters are definitely there that are taking advantage of the situation but what's funny is they don't show all of the caucasians that ain't got nothing to do with it being the main ones looting the rest of us just want to smash something that's what they doing that's where that rage come from that's why you light fires and cars and you do just anarchy because when you don't have a place to put all that rage it is sometimes it implodes and doing that is is better than the alternative because lord knows um 
even the threat of of us being angry is enough for the other side to get lethal but i love how they address this subject with his anger and with her anger and they're kind of going through a similar situation as you know rather successful um black men and women right they're in the a corporate world too as it were where unfortunately to be successful you have to navigate these situations and they're not always pleasant and i love the the statement of it's a burden put on us that we did nothing to deserve and he's talking about the curse here but he's also talking about just being black or brown in general i just recently watched a uh trailer for the new prime underground railroad and it's another slavery movie and i'm just throwing it out there i I cannot abide another slavery movie now not in the same way in which vanilla wafers or i'm gonna think i'm gonna start saying colonials colonials (laughs) because i really like that term um because it describes it best right it's just not a racial thing it's a it's a mindset but um colonials get really really like when you bring up slavery they're just like you know that was my ancestors why we get blamed for this because (laughs) why do you think we haven't gotten past the slavery thing because we never address the slavery thing y'all was just like oh okay you free gone we really ain't gonna give you any rights for another fucking 200 years but sure you can wander we're not gonna give you any benefit we're gonna systematically make sure the one drop of the percentage of the population will never accumulate the same amount of wealth that we ourselves that formulated this country why are you complaining what's wrong like all those things that they were saying i mean it hit so well in this episode um and the real true threat to that is the fact that we all of us as human beings are africans we're all descendants of africa and that has been rather the consent uh, consensus until i would say recently where it's been contested i mean even people back in fucking 12th century were like i'm pretty sure we came from africa and we know they was backwards as shit but they could figure out (laughs) a plus b equals c and they knew scientifically all of the reasons why it would make sense so to not destabilize racial identity colonial identity by dealing or confronting it's rather um problematic hippocratic hypocritical <laughs> that's a hypocritic <laughs> it, it it turns people into a rather um extreme nationalism we watched in an expanse with the martians when you see the world is crumbling around you and you had so much pride about about it you know we had the best weapons we had the smartest people we 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 basically out here setting the example 
for the next generation to be the best thing we reach that goal and then the minute those civilizations start to fall people start to lose their shit but what they don't know in history is this is always what happens nothing ever stays the same we are constantly evolving and luckily we've continued despite our many 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 (laughs) battles ahead and continued flaws we are in an upward trajectory it may not feel like an upward trajectory particularly where you live and what you have to go through day to day however historically i should say it has been an upswing (laughs) a lot less people have died in the world than in centuries past and that's just the truth so while it's always going to be tumultuous that change it it is a cycle that we can't have some faith in and I love the way in which they tie that in the end of the episode, which we'll get to in a moment. The witch that cursed uh, Jordan, Florence, tells him he can balance the scales by killing the general witch finder. Kill him! Do it! Shoot him! Fenric definitely is whispering in Harry's ear that it's logical to kill Abby. And she says, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Do it. But he doesn't, as his plan to kill her shows a desire for Fenric to have the throne still, and it would not take him long to use logic as a form of control. So they steal the translation rather easily and then orb away, not bothering to kill him because he's already in his own personal hell. Jordan gets the key after a tussle with the Witchfinder, punches the guy out, and tells his ancestor that I am not going to kill you despite all of the young men that have died because of you. Uh, many people died young because of him. And I was like, mm-hmm. We was definitely talking to the colonial because he was dressed like one. While he understands the curse was an act of desperation, he tells Florence, violence begets violence. I can't change the past, but I can change the future. Florence whispers something in his ear that causes him relief. Then she disappears into the mist. Not another unfair burden he should have to deal with as she has released him from said curse. I like the way they wrapped up this storyline. It made sense for, I think, the different direction they decided to go. It went rather smoothly because i'm sure they had a plan before it just wasn't going to be able to with the restrictions be able to enact abby got back to her home with harry and really tried it but harry said there's a door like half of the only words you get in this thank in you then tells her redemption only comes if you put in the work only then will you be free i really like the camera shot of her stopping the elevator and then it closing i thought that was just a really well done camera angle jordan and macy drink and go over all the fucking shit people of color here in different and various ways during the day during the week sometimes 
sadly even with each other y'all hear the words bougie this bougie that i mean sometimes making it your community ain't always cheering you on they somehow think that you're better let's go into the light skin dark skin do we want to get into that about how a lot of dark skin black people are upset at light skin black people for the many times in which passing was a thing i could go into another great rabbit hole about that but i will not (laughs) i will table that but these are interesting conflicts as a black woman or black man that you are sometimes navigating and it doesn't i'd be unfair to say that it only comes from one particular group being successful also is a burden of a different variety because now you're expected to be exceptional you gotta make the other colonials in the room feel comfortable and sometimes just the vanilla wafers then you gotta rise above it you can't be bothered by anything despite the fact that you really are bothered by the shitty things that are done to you and you're kind of told not to feel the way you feel don't complain because that's just excuses that's another thing if you have the talent there's so much pressure on you to do something with that and it needs to be according to a certain amount of you know not you know you can't make excuses for what happens even if it's without of your control uh or negativity because if you complain you're just negative i'm like i'm not complaining though and if you also complain or make a point and you don't want to just give up on your point because you know that no one is hearing your point well then you're just argumentative and if you fail you're to the back of the line once again you lose all ground you can't make mistakes and that's really a catch-22 type of game to play for success macy is happy that she has a friend that understands and she doesn't need to explain it to jordan was looking hella smashable in this episode i know i didn't bring it up but in the backyard i was like "Mm." i love their hug too i thought that was really sweet as his curse is finally gone and they're friends now and he's like are we friends now yeah we friends now the curse is over but the struggle continues i love that mel and maggie tell yosefina to stay and that macy is not upset we actually do these type of shenanigans every week (laughs) and that they will help her unlock her power and they will also catch up on things that they don't know about their mother because clearly there's a lot macy joins harry in the attic and says did you get the translation and then he just turned around like hi harry apologizes for pushing her to talk about what she went through as he understands that he will never understand because he'll never know what it's like to be a person of color and he realized that it's exhausting explaining it she tells him understanding that is what means the world to her they have a cute hand moment 
They then finish the translation, which lights up the whole tablet with symbols. I'm not sure what it said, though. I didn't write that down. Then the house is being rained down upon with scorpions. And <laughs> Macy's like, what have we unleashed? I'm genuinely looking forward to next week's episode. So let's jump into the mailbag. start with a comment or a few comments from podbean from izzy2729 who says a few things on the last episode having random people grabbing and touching their feathers consent bitches learn it don't touch people like they are animals or property agreed as soon as that woman touched her hair i was like hell no not only because i have naturally curly hair which people often touch without permission but because i have freaked out on women doing less than that to me or other women and so true about needing to speak up for others too i also think we should remember our native american friends that's very true i live in idaho and sometimes when my cousins wore their feathers it's just one feather passed down in their families for like graduations um would not sure for like graduations uh true and often white women then pit minorities against each other in the workplace girl for some reason when it comes to foreigners um colonials and black people are friends that's when they cozy up to your ass because apparently there's a racial hierarchy and foreigners are one step below us i hate it too because i talk to customers on the phone and they're like thank you for being kind and i read between the lines all the time like for being kind for being patient basically no one treats you like a human being or like you there might be a communication barrier in which we need to make sure that we're on the same page and that i'll need to go and expect you to understand shameful I am used to being the only Latina in a room full of white people, but if there are multiple minorities in the room, you can bet that all of a sudden people be trying to play up the differences between us. Forget that you were just putting me down last week. As soon as another minority woman has my back, all of a sudden I got an invitation to the club and you love the values of my culture. Girl, you said it. (laughs) From your lips to canon because that's exactly what it is next up let's hear from mimi what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for um charmed season three episode eight uh sorry i had to get out of my house um that's why you hear me driving my son's birthday was wednesday as i know you remember but today is actually darren's birthday so they were born 
two days apart. We were still in the hospital because I had a C-section with Derek. Um, after um, Derek was born, I didn't go home Sunday. So we spent Darren's birthday in the hospital. So <laughs> he is used to sharing his birthday. But um, one of Derek's friends is also Darren's best friend's son. So they're spending the night and the boys are hanging out. But Derek has two of his friends and his three boys and shy you know about that three boy energy um and you know what it's like to have a house full of kids christina so while the men in there chit-chatting in the kitchen i was like let me leave and i was like you know what i'm gonna go get a coffee it's nine o'clock but at this point i just needed to leave i took a nap because i had a long ass day and my nap turned into sleep so i woke up super late and now I'm concerned about my well-being tomorrow because I'm going to be up all night and probably end up going to sleep late. And they got to be up early for this stupid-ass party that Derek decided he wanted. And he basically made himself. He invited his friends over to spend the night. And I was like, well, I guess this is a thing. So I invited his cousins and I got a cake. And we had a bouncy house credit from last year because it was canceled all of summer was canceled last year so i was like we might as well just get it in the house um and just make it a thing so yeah so that's why this is late but i watched this episode i was actually able to watch it on monday um because i wasn't working as you know um i start my new job um officially april 21st but because i'm traveling and i need to get the lay of the land i will be moving when I say moving, it's just for 13 weeks, but I'll be going to Washington on Monday the 19th just so I can make sure I have everything together. I can figure out where the hospital is and drive there and get my my ID and all that stuff. This is going to be new for me. This is my first time traveling. I've been a nurse for long enough that the nursing part isn't really worrying me. It's just figuring out how to be a traveler, but I know this is going to be good for me. I know this is going to be good for my family because it, it's like instead of me getting two jobs like most people most nurses have one full-time and one part-time i was like i can just get one job that pays more and that's what i did instead of me having to get an additional job i need to pay these student loans off and i don't want to have them forever so that's enough of me and my chit chatter let's uh talk about the feedback for charmed this is season three episode eight um, like I said, I watched it on Monday, so I, I don't know why I just don't send feedback right after I watch stuff, because my memory is really crappy, as you know. I forget, and I don't know why I think I can just wait till the due date and talk about it, because I looked at my notes, and it's dry. Ain't nothing in there. Um, I had to catch up because I didn't watch the, the week prior, because... Um, I was on vacation and when I got back I was just too tired and then next thing you know I saw you had feedback for it so I watched both of them so I'm gonna try to not mix them up I might um, but I know that um, I do the one thing I do remember about this episode was first of all Macy got a really really bad temper like she snaps at people and I don't know if she's one of those super smart people that are so oblivious to other people that they just don't notice. But she be like stamping at someone that doesn't have anything to do with it. Like, I feel like 
snapping at your uh, family, like your sisters, um, would make more sense since you see them all the time. But she was just snapping at Jordan. And poor Jordan is just sitting there looking like, okay, um, you all right, Mace? <laughs> and she's like, I'm fine. Like, are you though? <laughs> you, you dragging poor Jordan. He just showed up for Maggie. And Maggie's like just teeter-tottering and mad because she can't speak Spanish. Sorry, I'm having an itchy, itchy throat issue because the seasons are changing and I have allergies. So that was not boogers you heard. That's just my throat. Trying to be clear, I have some itchy throat. Um, and I don't know. I'm just, I want Antonio to be one of those characters that just all of a sudden they don't start talking about anymore because I really don't want to see this plot um, develop with um, Maggie and Antonio. Um, I knew there was a reason that they made him a Latino um, because I was like, the fact that he's a, a Latinx and he's in college and they're in this site. I know it's psychology, but they're doing it more as a, like it's sociology related. But I know that they were gonna make it so that Antonio can speak Spanish, and it had, and it, it was gonna interfere with Maggie's um, nationality and her uh, comfort with being a Latin, a Latinx woman. Um, the thing that bothers me though is like, if they were gonna make it so that Maggie couldn't speak Spanish, they should have made it so that um, Mel can't speak Spanish too because they grew up in the same house yes we know that maggie is really truly um macy's dad's daughter okay but that doesn't change the way she grew up she grew up in a house with a spanish-speaking mother and a spanish-speaking father and her sister speaks spanish and we've heard her do it a lot so i think it's silly that they made it so that maggie can't speak spanish very well like it's very um broken and it's not the best but um but Macy, no, I'm sorry, not Macy, but Mel can speak Spanish. I mean, granted, we don't see her do it a lot, but it's never been an issue. I know in season one, she used to speak Spanish. Um, and then, like, Maggie had no problem understanding her. So I think that plot point should have been, like, maybe may have Maggie, you know, maybe get a word or something wrong, say something wrong, and then that in itself triggers, like, some subconscious issue she has with how Spanish how she speaks Spanish because I do know a lot of uh, Latinx people who feel like their Spanish is not very good and they don't like doing it even though technically they're fluent because they've been speaking it for their entire life but they get subconscious about it when they're around someone who was maybe born in in you know a certain part of the country or not a country a certain part um, you know, if they were born in Mexico, or born in Puerto Rico, and they came to America, but they speak Spanish better, according to whoever else is the person that is in charge of dictating who speaks Spanish the best. Um, they do get self-conscious about that, and I get it, you know. Um, if English is your primary language, um, but your family speaks Spanish, you might have an issue with the way you speak Spanish because you don't do it all the time. And if all the shows you watch is in English and all of your friends speak English and the only time you speak Spanish is with your family, that might be something that concerns you. And that would have been enough. But to just flat out act like Maggie don't speak Spanish 
like can't even translate something i think that was a little silly um but the main plot i remember was um their cousin from puerto rico coming and looking for the book of shadows which we know don't exist anymore um saying that their mom stole it from the family and left and just never even bothered to talk to anyone and then we find out oh i forgot her name that she she was assigned to male at male at birth so she's a transgender woman and her family is fine with her being a transgender woman it's just that you know only natural born women can be witches which i honestly think is the silliest thing and i i i know people have their own internal biases that they need to come to terms with but to me like fam like speaking of a family if you accept and i mean accept your transgender daughter and granddaughter how can you sit there look her in the face and say um yes i love you and i accept who you are but you can't be no witch because you were born a man then you don't accept me because this wouldn't be an issue and i thought her family should have been dragged for filth for that bullshit like you can't say one thing and do something else like if you really truly accept me you would teach me this magic because i would i should have been born a girl and i'm telling you i'm a girl and you're supposed to you're saying you accepted me a girl as a girl but you don't because you won't even teach me magic and they got her teaching herself and she clearly don't understand everything because to her all of her magic is self-taught so she don't understand the basic like you know balancing scale she don't understand you know the risk because clearly um her saying well this would only be a problem if he was cursed if someone was cursed well you're messing with magic that you don't fully understand and you're messing with people that you don't know like if this is really your cousin why are you just gonna break into their house and and try and steal a book that you said was stolen from you like shouldn't you have talked to them and if you haven't talked to them in area family and now since you got caught you want to bring that up like i her whole approach is wrong I'm not saying that I don't like the character because I love her and I'm glad that she seems to be going to be sticking around but I just um the way they introduced her she could have easily like I feel like had they caught her if she'd have caught them on a really bad day that bitch would have been dead <laughs> if the power of three was in that house she would have been burnt the hell up because she could have been a demon for all that they know and you know they got trigger issues because they they they've been uh bamboozled a lot so anything gonna happen her breaking in their house looking for book shadows and it's, the book don't even exist um the other thing i want to talk about is um jordan and maggie because first of all jordan not being cursed anymore when he went to go hug maggie and or i'm sorry maggie when she when he went to hug macy and they actually were able to hug my soul screamed and i was like oh my god please for the life life of me if you if you care about my my soul and my well-being have jordan be all up in maggie's grill so that antonio can't even breathe near her because he's not a jealous type and i love that about jordan but you know he loved him some maggie and he loved being around her and no matter if they in a relationship or not he still want to be her friend so i'm i'm gonna need him to cock block that because i don't want i don't want <laughs> antonio anywhere near her but the second thing i was like oh my god and all this time i never even thought about how much jordan and uh, macy have in common they have so much in common and them talking about it with each other and bringing it up and then even having macy help jordan through his issues like i love it like i thought i loved harry and jordan together 
as a as a tag team duo but i'm really i'm really shipping when i say shipping it's completely bestie shipping it is you know let's do assignments together you're gonna be my ace when it comes to us like looking stuff up that's what i mean like i want them to be like i want them to be crime fighters together and i want them to do it all the time because that team up them together like once Ma uh, macy stopped being a jerk because she realized it wasn't jordan's fault i was all about their friendship it was everything like i don't know what other people thought about this episode and i guess i'll find out when we when i listen to the feet the recap but i generally like this because i like where it put everybody i like the relationships that we see developing i really like this episode so i already went over and i know i blabbered on a lot in the beginning for my personal life so i'm gonna end it here so until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch mimi out that was queen mimi with her thoughts on the episode i'm glad you liked it i did too i'm with you uh, i brought that up in the episode i teased her just a bit Cause she do be taking people's head off even without her demon side <laughs> um but yeah i get you too like family but jordan kind of is family so it makes sense maggie doesn't speak spanish because i believe the actress sarah jeffrey doesn't However, Melanie Diaz is of Puerto Rican descent, so she can speak it fluently. And then they came up with the very lame excuse of why, um, without, as you pointed out, all the facts, having a lot of um, true background there of, of why that's the case. Like, I don't understand if you went to summer school um <laughs> we're off to summer camp not even summer camp you have to go to summer camp all the time yeah it really doesn't make sense other than it's a point and she even said you know they chose me it's it was mainly to bring up the stereotype you're puerto rican so you must be able to speak spanish but that's an assumption and that is a good point about acceptance how can you accept her transition but you can't accept that she's a woman and thus can take up her birthright of being a witch i too love the friendship between jordan i ship them too as friends but like siblings as well i really do like it much more than harry and jordan they have a more natural dynamic uh, than the other two and <laughs> the fact that jordan be really <laughs> be trying to drag harry sometimes uh don't worry about it she's gonna get old and die before you so you ain't gotta worry about getting old <laughs> i'm still laughing about that and i did want to know about what was going on with your i was about to ask you in the chat like what so what's going on what's the next steps and you have provided them all to me because you were telling me about the dmv i figured there were some other things that you had to do and i will say I, I do know what it's like to have a whole bunch of kids like i feel like it's about to happen to me this weekend and i haven't had them in like three weeks so and they've been asking for three weeks straight to get their behinds over here so i feel as if i am duty bound to take them in uh and and do my my auntly duties them freaking kids they is they is a lot yep and of course the males are just sitting there doing nothing to assist 
Very typical. Let us move to Jaylee. If I butcher things, I'm just letting you know right now. My um, my uh, ability to speak at 3 a.m. has deteriorated a great deal. So I am apologizing ahead of time. <laughs> Jaylee says, hey, Christina, sorry to abandon you the week before last, but I had a 15-page paper I spent all week and all Friday writing and I completely forgot about feedback. That's on me, dog. So here's my feedback for 3A and 3-9. It's all good, girl. Get that paper done. Ugh, 15 pages. God, this is why I really wasn't down for college. <laughs> I don't like deadlines. Not on stuff like a paper that you gotta... No, I just don't. I never liked school. I never did. I like learning. I never like structuralized learning. Overall, I like both episodes. My main complaint is the same as it's been for a while that the plot sometimes feels like it's spread too thin. Having an A, B, and C plot every week is tiring. They don't need to pair people off and have every character have their own arc every week. It's too much. I think an A and B plot is enough. Some people can go do something or join later or just go on a mission that we don't see until they get back uh, i mean i i will have to disagree there <laughs> i think that their mixing up of the characters adds different kinds of dynamics and is allowed for pairings like you know joy i i get what you're saying they don't all need to keep going at the same time but for me i like the pace of it i like seeing what every character is doing if they were to do like the flash where they just disappear off with some you know ratchet excuse or pretty much a lame excuse of why i mean they're series regulars they're expected to be in every episode of the show if not every episode of the show and um i i think that especially the main three and keeping like and harry's a main character now i believe both yeah all the characters we saw tonight were were series regulars so i i think that wanting their screen time and if you are a fan of those particular characters or one more than the other servicing them all uh is, is a rather fair thing to the audience things i liked for three eight i like how they handled the storyline with macy and macy and maggie's interactions it really sucks what happened with Macy, but I'm not surprised. I also like that this situation made sense in the context of the show. Julian and Vivian died. He was very heavily involved in every aspect of the Shea group, and she was the first behind the brain. It makes sense that the company is falling after or failing after losing both of its leaders and that they would do something to try to rehab their image. And since they are a big corporation, they turn hard into a stereotypical campaign. Yeah, because only Africa ever suffers. I mean, there's other parts of the world that are still needing some assistance too. That they thought would get them the most points without empathy. Jillian put in to his work. I like that it wasn't one of those plots that just came out of nowhere and for no other reason than to put Macy through some crap. I also like the way it was revealed to us. It could have been drawn out longer, like she goes upstairs, then it cuts to her back at the compound center, acting weird, and maybe we didn't see the full story until the end when she talked to her sisters and Harry. 
but the way they showed her reaction and how her whole mood changed and then how they showed it in pieces was good i also like the story or like that the story is still being moved forward i like that helping the two witches help them find another piece of the tablet it's small steps but it's nice that we are getting closer to an answer i like that they are helping people too it doesn't give me the big answers i'm looking for but it's nice to see other people in this magical world to make it feel bigger it's kind of funny these episodes remind me of season two but the big difference is that there are scenes tied in the overarching plot which makes it more bearable to have a storylines that don't have anything to do with the season long story i got you things i like for three nine the whole jordan and macy plot honestly that could have been the whole episode and i would have been fine with it i watched a video that said the cw is the i can't remember the exact word poster child for mediocre writing and i'm not gonna going to agree or disagree with that because that would probably be a novel (laughs) but one thing i can say i love about cw is that for the most part they give the fans what they want this is obviously not all the time or with everything in every single show but i can see in shows where the audience has a complaint and the writers adjust to make the show better and quote-unquote fix what's quote-unquote wrong i say this to say that i wanted macy and jordan to interact specifically in terms of what happened to her last episode because jordan is a black man in a presumably predominantly white law firm and also homeboy is a black man in general and they did i wanted to learn more about jordan and his backstory and his life and we got that I wanted the stuff that happened with Macy to not be an isolated one week thing and it wasn't. I'm going to another the writers keep giving me what I want rant and I'm going to stop now. It was nice to see younger Jordan. I wonder if all the loss in his life caused him to be a pushover and it was nice to see them bond over the being black in America. Also his cure is gone or curse is gone. Do you think he and Maggie are going to get together now? I'm going to pause right there because i don't know when we end this paragraph but i think we're moving into the next one (laughs) she's got this um she's got this uh old text font going on it's not old text but if it's reading like old text i like it because actually it makes me read better i do not like traditional paragraphs i i i from a grammar perspective i get it but i do like um I don't like the way they have to be one inch from the border that just it's bothersome to me i don't even know why it just is um so let me go into a few things that you mentioned uh about the cw and their writing i think yeah as far as the the show the shows are not perfect that's for darn sure but they have an essence in the way that some people watch soap operas right the people who watch soap operas they really can't complain on any other tv show why because it's the same repetitive storyline with new characters sometimes rehashed and beaten to absolute death sometimes buried then unearthed (laughs) brought back to the forefront and beaten once again so i i see people who are committed that still know the the storylines and young and the restless that's kind of what some of the cw shows in a sense it's your it's your fun fanfic type of um 
TV. It's not, it's not something you have to use all of your brain for. It's something that, you know, can hit or miss, but the shows that are successful that I think are charmed and the flash definitely have the same element to them, right? They, they, as you pointed out, take good criticism, but you can take criticism without changing your story. I don't like when they change or cater to the audience to the point where they're not standing behind their story. Like with the flash, I'm sure a lot of people would just like Daniel Panabaker and her characters to go somewhere in a small corner but as a showrunner i can't do that however the issues you have with that particular storyline i can do what i can to fix it right so that is a commonality is that they are able to listen to the rational conversation of fans and adjust and critique is always good there's no way you get better without it um as far as macy and jordan yeah i really love their arc this episode as well and then will he get with maggie i I hope they don't drag this to some like mimi said some type of romance i i I just can't i I can't with my i don't want a triangle i already dealt with the triangle and i'm really just exhausted with triangles in general it is such an overused trope at this point and i know I was talking to someone else about shipping the other day and they were like, well, I don't understand why you need to ship everybody with everybody. First and foremost, if you have a male and a female that are best friend, best friends, it's going to be real hard to not ship them because ideally every woman, they want to marry their best friend. Like that's part of the package. Like we want to be romantic and best friends and we talk about everything. So yes, that could be platonic, but it is natural absolutely natural to want to ship them and there's nothing wrong with that it doesn't take away from anything people who turn shipping into toxic um a toxic fandom yes that's a whole different other situation and shipping wars yeah you know depending on who you are you might be interested or disinterested but just the idea of quote-unquote shipping anything isn't worth to be like so angry about like that's (laughs) to each their own i'm not so freaking invested or sometimes i am really invested but i'm not going to trash the whole entire and if i'm only watching the show for a ship and i'm not getting my ship you best believe i'm not watching that show but i also don't have the right to complain about the show based on only my ship because then i'm not watching it in its full entirety i'm watching it in a bubble of my ship all that to say because you were just asking if maggie and jordan were gonna get together (laughs) is that i hope that they do and that they don't allow antonio to be the the typical trope that really has outworn it like it's better now to just i don't know something about just a show going in like these are the two these are the two that's going to end up together and we watch that relationship unfold and i think that that is a beautiful thing as well and i'm saying this as someone who usually likes the more toxic relationships and some some genres i don't always like it but um i definitely need a lot of passion in it (laughs) the pg-13 so cute it hurts those are to be admired 
and adhere to, but not always my cup of tea. She continues, they've been largely ignoring his curse most of the season, so they could have broken it at any time. Do you think they picked this episode for any reason in particular? And they hugged. OMG, it's been so long since they've been allowed any physical contact on the show that that hug was like everything to me. It really was. Mainly because black people really just need to hug each other right now. And after this weekend, I really feel like I just need to hug my sisters. We all just, I'm giving virtual hugs right now. Um, I don't think so. If they picked this episode in particular, I bet you they had a plan to eventually address it and they found uh, a way like probably as they were writing the season someone pinged an idea and they was like you know what that makes sense um it's been so long since they've been I already read that sentence it almost tricked me into romantically shipping them but I snapped out of it real quick yeah girl I would have snatched your weave (laughs) I'm saying not saying that you have weave but you know what I was saying (laughs) I'll snatch your edges that's what I should have said my brain (laughs) i feel bad because i'm like oh i just made so many assumptions i have a sew in right now so i'm not judging i just that snapped to my brain first and it bothered me enough that i had to course correct my my first initial response my brain was very much like two people touching so they love each other right it was a fleeting thought born from how burnt out i am from this pandemic ain't that the truth I like the cousin, but that's a slight side note with that. I don't want her to bond more with Maggie and Mel without Macy too. I don't want Macy to get pushed out or pushed to the side. I'm also wondering if it's too many characters. One person maybe on Twitter said she was introduced because Mel, the actress, is pregnant. So she's going to quote unquote take her spot temporarily while she's out man y'all the suppositions that are made (laughs) based on one episode and very like do we have any evidence to back this up other than she's pregnant i've had people say they're pregnant so they're gonna be leaving the show it's okay to draw natural conclusions we're curious people but i would not say she's replacing (laughs) one male need that paycheck to take care of that baby and i'm sure by the time the baby is born it's not like women need like four months to, to be with their child. Usually, per, per F and fucking like A, it's like three weeks. So, <laughs> three episodes were, if that, where she would need to be out. I don't know how that would equate to taking her spot. I think that they are, the show itself, are introducing characters that are being shown represented and being able to have a voice and hear their story and these are witches and their job is uh, part of their uh, plot or their arc as you will or to not only be influential people in this world but in, as witches as well so I think it makes sense um, and it's not something too left field right a cousin from a background from a parent i mean it gets a little bit closer to the latina side of the family that really is missing because as i was telling um, mimi only really one of the actors out of the three are of hispanic descent um you know the other two are black 
So I think a way to bring a little bit more Latina flavor into the fact that this is supposed to be based on three Latina women, I think is the right move because it allows for that type of closer bond. Macy, the actress, she's British. I'm not saying Macy or Madeline Mantock cannot learn, um, but that is, it's not easy learning a different language. People like to think it's easier than it is, but it, and it, they talk it differently. And then the minute you mess up, you know, everybody and their mama jumping on social media talking about, well, this could have been played by a regular Latina person. You, it, that was already in the first season. I remember that much, the brief amount of stuff I already saw. So I thought, I thought this was actually a really smart and good move for the show. And I don't, I like the characters interchanging because just playing off of each other is stale. You don't, you get challenged by the people that are around you and those people need to be rotating people. No one just hangs out with their family all day. Most of us are, you know, don't even see them for weeks. So (laughs) these are three women living in the same house. You know, they are giving them independence as well as having the sisterhood. And I think that that's why I was like, I don't think it's too many characters. I'm good with the new character being there. Um, and I'm okay too with her just bonding with Mel and Maggie because there is seemingly an age gap like Mel it seems uh, she's the no Macy's the oldest so Mel and Maggie are the youngest so to have her with the younger makes a whole lot of sense the way in which Jordan really needed to have more conversations with Maggie because they are or Macy shit in names because they are more similar as Mimi said than they are different so it allows for those more mature arcs that really don't work as well with Mel and Maggie with where they are in their current life right now um where else where are you at I don't know if that's true but they have so many characters already they didn't need to introduce someone new to fill the gap for Mel they could have just focused on another character more i think we've already discussed that but we aren't there yet i'm interested to see where this goes and how they are going to get her powers i think she already has powers they're just gonna help her really manifest destiny them now for the things i didn't like in 3 8 the two witches story maybe i was looking too deep into it but the girl telling harry and mel that the a uh, person who attacked her was a demon made me think of white women and men falsely calling the police on people of color normally black person who attacked her or normally a black person people oh i absolutely made that point in my podcast uh, podcast the last one that's exactly what it was meant and that's why they gave her such a hard time about it <laughs> they was like no you cried wolf you used like they they definitely went hard on her and it was absolutely the point but I can see why that would be distasteful to watch. She had to have known the charm ones would go in hard and heavy against a demon that attacked a witch. They can be vanquished first and ask questions later sometimes. That's kind of on them though. I'm glad there was a good resolution and they found the tablet, but with how frustrated Macy was, that other witch could have been dead. Mel being so eager to vanquish Abigail, whether it was demons that attacked them or not, she is still a good alliance to have if they vanquish her the truce will be uh will be sure be over she can't control every single demon in the entire magical world 
yeah i thought that she was way overcompensating for let's vanquish her i'm like okay so your sister called you out on your sweet spot you ain't gotta go you know (laughs) try let's kill the bitch to prove yourself wrong uh abigail attacking jordan i don't think i need to explain this one Uh, yeah i think i would have more of a problem with it if jordan had more of a problem with it it was more like i could have left but could he have they really need to do i will say that is a gray area (laughs) um that can can easily be misinterpreted and lord knows abigail has enough haters as it is anything even close to pushing any boundary is gonna just be an uphill battle for the character whether it's fair or not things i didn't like at 3-9 the harry and abigail plot it seems unnecessary and i would have preferred if that old demon guy actually did find true enlightenment i mean it wasn't the greatest plot in the world except that it gave harry a chance to understand that one he needed to give macy some space and two they needed to wrap up their plot from season two like they really never talked past the point where he moved on to macy and dropped her like nothing we know it really wasn't something but from abigail's perspective she wanted it to be and um him being clearly just so for the people who might be in the back like um maybe they one day they're gonna put it back together having harry and abigail in a room together and then him clearly being like i can be professional this ain't ever go back in that uh direction and if you really want to be good you need to be good because as a friend that's also what you would do to help a friend so he's proven that i'm a friend even though i'm an asshole and i used you last time to be um a weapon against my love interest i still can give you some tips and i think it was in abigail's mind to try to do something selfless something that is going to try to help with her demon side and i think that that's going to come to some type of issue eventually down the line because as they keep bringing up um and kind of what you brought up she is controlling for the most part the demons attacking not attacking witches so she is holding her into the bargain um and to keep that alliance going i think you need times like this where you know they're gonna need demonic people and abigail's the only really demonic friend they got she continues if uh like if he could have given abigail some tips and become somewhat of a mentor to her uh oh you talking about the one guy i i didn't mm, if you were called fenric the vile you don't get to be yoga out of it no no (laughs) no (laughs) and i think that it's good for her to confront someone who also is just as bad or in fact worse than her because that puts the bad guy in perspective that's what they had a really terrible job of doing in season two was that they never presented a villain that made us realize that despite all the terrible shit that abigail does she's not a villain villain (laughs) like she could be reasonable at times even if it's not the ideal circumstances 
but someone who's truly evil i mean to be confronted with that and being like this is what you're ultimately could become i think that's um you know if you stay on your current path i think think there's some interesting things there but that's just my opinion uh it kind of goes back to what you say about demon racism season one was a lot more gray when it came to demons and what was considered evil in general so for him to still be evil because he's a demon just seemed like something that could have been way more nuanced than it was i get your point if it was another demon i think because they gave him i mean anytime in history that you are given the before (laughs) any word afterwards the right the wise the vile that means you've you've got more than just a little bit like there's no debate on whether you're evil you're evil now is there a good question of someone being reformed i think that they they have an opportunity for that definitely uh with it's with maybe someone another character down the line next the fact that yosefina the cousin doesn't have magic because she was born male i don't like it because it doesn't make sense within the context of the lore of the show they established that magic is neutral so for it to only be inherited by women in a family doesn't make sense maybe it's because we haven't learned enough about magic to justify inherent patterns it could also be a different you know kind of magic um they only know what they know and they just found out that the type of magic that she was even using is not actually you know evil it's just something colonizers it's like oh shit snap dip we learned something new so it it, i think that it's um maybe that is kind of like a birthright within that particular like a religion like that magical um because every magic is not the same because they said that they could not perform that type of part of the spell because they needed someone who knew that type of magic so i think that still could be kinked out um but you're right they, they haven't determined the inheritance pattern it just sucks in general because she is a woman in her essence in her soul and they accept that but they don't accept her to be woman enough to be a witch and i think that's the thing it's a witch and maybe not magic is neutral i'm not sure i'm not an expert i don't know i might once again be looking too deep but it doesn't make sense to me since we're on the subject of yosefina uh how about the fact that she rolled up in there spells blazing and then tried to walk it back when she messed up ain't that right Mm, excuse knocking works it really does how about you try to talk to people before you shove them into containment spells and are you trying to make me believe that mail has been creating the book of shadows off screen this entire time (laughs) i will say i was the exact same way i was like really because i haven't seen you do it in a long time and and she didn't even mention it and she clearly has some something physical that we have seen or heard about until now i think she mentioned it once or twice last season but we still haven't seen anything about it when i tell you i was mad when maggie said that mad might not be the right word but it was an emotion that was not positive this is more like side-eyeing the next paragraph is my original first paragraph for 3-8 and it's short and it's a short rant about <laughs> abigail lol enjoy okay i'm trying very hard not to be too harsh but what is the point of abigail right now it doesn't really feel like her story is adding anything to the show i'm gonna i'm going to tell you why but i'm gonna let you finish 
why does she always have to be so evasive couldn't she just have told jordan what she wanted instead of vaguely threatening him i don't want her to kill herself that would be dark i guess i just wanted to understand the purpose of her story in the larger scheme of things each of the sisters has their own storyline and then there's the shared monster slash allergy storyline that they are all contributing to but abigail is not or abby is not currently contributing to the shared story so hers just feels like extra time we could be spending on another sister or jordan or harry this is new but in 3-9 when she was trying to turn over a new leaf they went to see the older demon i just don't understand what we're supposed to be getting from her and her plot both of the episodes seem to come to the same conclusion that she needs to put in work and effort to become a better person so what was the point uh she said this was short you lie i like the way they did macy's story and revealing it how it affected her throughout the day but there was someone on twitter who said that was a good opportunity for macy and macy and jordan to bond over shared racist experiences and i thought that was a good idea and they did it in the next episode yay this whole episode could have been from macy's point of view and i think it would have been fine i said it before and i'm saying it again lol (laughs) i've already given my rebuttal to that ma'am i think it was the flash podcast but you said something about writers not talking to each other from episode to episode that's absolutely true (laughs) i totally believe that um i think that they're working on it better but uh, she says this episode felt like that honestly what i mean by that with the way the last episode ended with the monster and the way three eight started and didn't mention it at all was there a monster i'm oh the one they jumped out oh there was a monster that escaped oh girl that's been a lot of monsters that escaped <laughs> i figured it did not even register to me so i guess i don't have, I, i'm so invested in this story arc See, to me, everything doesn't need to keep going for everything in each episode. I think that it's okay to have character development. Because if you don't have character development, when you start raising the stakes, then the stakes don't matter. Um, I'll let you finish. Uh, It felt like the writers of each episode didn't connect on how one was ending with the other one was how the other one was beginning. When that happened, I was like, this is what Christina was talking about. It was honestly jarring and they didn't even mention it in passing. I guess that means I won't be surprised if they quote forget about the Scorpions next week too. LOL. Girl, don't be petty. <laughs> Overall, I'm still really liking this season. Even though we've been getting a lot of filler episodes, they are still moving the plot forward. See, I don't think you can use filler and moving the plot forward in the same uh, in the same sentence because filler episode means the plot does not move forward so if the plot is moving forward it is thus not a filler episode slowly but surely and they are allowing us to spend time with the characters to get to know more about them that's what i said character development it's necessary we need it i'm skeptical about the cousin but i was skeptical about jordan when he first joined and look where we are now i'm going to pretend i've been listening in class now (laughs) until next time peace hair grease and black girl magic so in regards to the whole abigail situation i think that you have a character that is certainly flawed has made you know some terrible calls with the sisters in the past right however she's done things 
despite all of these other terrible things that has shown she's not a quote evil person right one can go back and forth about her killing the witches back then and there and this that and the other thing and if you just want to hold that grudge till kingdom come that's just it is what it ain't i know plenty of shows where my good characters do terrible things they make mistakes and some of those mistakes are fatal and sometimes they are not fatal you know i go back to the flash all the time because you brought it up barry wants to walk out in these streets talking about how killing is not the way to go but boy got bodies on him so (laughs) either he's not a hero because oh my god he killed people in the past or look at all the shit that he sacrificed um despite those things that he's done despite those mistakes you know erasing people's whole people's friends and family from existence he did some fucked up shit is what i'm trying to say however there's still some hope somewhere of redemption redemption doesn't mean forgiveness you're not going to get people to forgive you but i think it's a commentary on a lot of passive racism um we have people in society that make mistakes right are not have maybe in the past not been the best person right but do we write them off if they're still if they are showcasing hey when you come to my door and you ask for help i don't deny when the world's ending and you need this and i'm that i don't deny you like despite it being a frenemies relationship abigail has done her part in that frenemy relationship despite all of the baggage that she's also done with that so i think that it's a little bit of a commentary on how do you work towards the redemption if you're someone who may have a sketchy past or you know not have made the best decisions in their past and they want to atone and atone means putting in the work and that's what they're trying to reiterate that if we shut ourselves away from people changing then we in ourselves are doing a disservice to the idea of redemption and change i mean there are people on death row who've killed people are they no longer i mean (laughs) you know are they no longer redeemable because of that act or can they still find even if it's not forgiveness even if it's not atonement some type of you know try to do something in the world to to not to not stave off the reckoning because i feel as if abigail is fully content with the idea that maybe i i'm not the best person i deserve not to be here and if something bad happens to me then i myself deserved it um so there's that ownership there right so when you stop playing the victim that's when you start can taking the first step and then she's been throwing money around at these charity auctions and she's trying to do things in that manner she's going about it in very problematic ways but she is trying and i think that's what the point of her character is is someone that is trying and that it is a caucasian character in a world of you know predominantly women of color i think that it's just something that i feel brings another element to the show that makes it a more rounded conversation instead of one point 
um so that that's my take on her plot and how i see it unfolding and while it doesn't really tie i mean i wouldn't even say it doesn't tie into the main plot because if it wasn't for abigail knowing renfrick then they wouldn't have gotten the translation they wouldn't have moved on to getting closer to getting the the allergy removed so it's not even like it was uh pointless it was very necessary uh i don't need the demon guy to have found true enlightenment because everyone doesn't find enlightenment so i don't necessarily put that to demon racism though i have talked about it before because she was clearly seeing through his his actions betrayed him right there was something off that she felt and quite frankly harry should have felt it too i felt it walking in that room like something's not right i don't know what it is but that's not it you just don't meditate and everything's all right you got to work and the fact that it was easy for him that's what she didn't trust because she has been told by jordan that it's work and then at the end of the episode you have harry reinforcing that to her basically you're on the right path you helped me today you know don't be your worst enemy (laughs) girl so that's just my particular take on it so i'm not sure how other people feel but it definitely leads to our final feedback which is from our girl liliana who says hello christina as i started watching the new episode this week i couldn't help but think if the sisters ever do find a cure for their magical covid i'm going to want to see them feel some side effects just like how in real life the vaccine leaves some side effects for people you know because misery loves company (laughs) my guess is you got yourself a shot recently i'm getting mine on tuesday and i'm preparing myself my first world complaints aside (laughs) this episode was really refreshing in most ways from the usual interactions we get to see from the way characters are paired up i say in most ways because we did get some familiar pairings like mel and maggie and we got to see harry and abigail i did like harry and abigail together a lot more as a platonic duo than i did when they were having whatever it was in season two so seeing traces of abigail reappear towards the end of their adventure had me heavy sigh i was happy having left any thought or idea of abigail dead in season two i felt like that was the nail in the coffin it was like nope not happening not tempted i'm not even looking in your direction i'm letting you know basically you keep this shit up and you're never going to reach that redemption you're looking for thankfully harry has changed for the better since season two so we got to see harry turn her down and return home to macy i did like that we got a glimpse into harry's feelings regarding abigail i was confused on whether he disliked her or not it was also nice that despite trying to get the fuck out of abigail's apartment he still left her with a pep talk encouraging her to keep trying to change it must have been an awkward moment for those guards though seeing their overlord get so thoroughly shut down the elevator ride down must have been awkward they were probably just fist bumping him like yeah you hitting that macy girl she fine as fuck i feel like i feel like 
the fact that emotions were cut away from harry and abigail were so important in that part of their story reflecting on it that in a state where there were only there was only logic taking feelings out of the equation that abigail believed that her dying would solve their problem which really does make it clear that she's suicidal emotionless harry's final conclusion may not have happened as fast had emotions been in play but that may just be some random nausea inducing mirage on my part as i wrote this email Uh, no i think you got some points there i actually really like the emotionless scenes because they were like without emotion just talking about okay so i got this problem and now i can logically without my emotions examine it and then abigail realizes or kind of comes to that conclusion like yeah i'm suicidal I see a lot of people say that characters are used to prop up Abigail, but if the writers slash showrunners intend to bring Abigail into the found family, the sisters, Harry, Jordan, and Josefina have going on, why wouldn't writers use existing characters to showcase the positives and negatives of another character that they are trying to develop? I mean, I really don't even get that whole the side of propping up Abigail. If that's the case, they prop up everyone. <laughs> everyone bounces and plays off of different characters if you didn't have that then you have no character development and each person's personality especially the more different it is is the better the conversations and the dialogue and the interactions and conflicts are am i out of line with that train of thought i don't think so i'm just looking forward to a possible future where macy and mel can get something in common that they both ended up dating people with sexy British accents. (laughs) And the day Abigail and Harry can talk about some obscure UK thing, that would leave everyone around them confused. I I get what you're saying. I think that it has to, I mean, because of what they did in season two, it is more of a spurt than it is a, um, it's kind of, it reminds me in a lot of ways like the character of Frost, Daniel Baker, and the Flat. I keep making the, the comparison, but each fandom has that character, right? So, while I don't blame anyone for not liking the character of Abigail, I think that the show is using the character as smartly, or even more smartly, this season than they did before. I think they made a huge mistake with the whole three-person love story story storyline like there was just no purpose to it and then they kept doing it ad nauseum and it made the character dislikable even when there were likable traits about the character i don't need them to be all boot up happy a family (laughs) i know you want the found family to all be sisters i don't think it'll hit that you know i think she needs to reconcile with her own family and maybe she'll find some peace because despite your family they're the only ones you got i think that um that having someone that does present different type of challenges and knows things that they wouldn't particularly about the demon world since they gave uh or took away macy's power and don't have any intention it looks like of giving it back to her (laughs) that it makes sense to have someone that you know can can be that little bit of a gray character 
And I am with you, though, about the British accent. They could have some British humor. That is definitely a fun thing. But it's it's strained because of what happened in season two. I just think that the, the showrunners just made a huge misstep. Making things sexier were fine. Even the whole triangle. But they were making triangles out of triangles. Like, they thought that was what people wanted because that's Young and the Restless and other soaps. But I think that we are coming at a maturity in our lives, <laughs> one would think, where it's like, do we really need to have every show doing everything, like, the most to trash characters? <laughs> and then try to apologize for them particularly if they're Caucasian characters just ma- it makes things messier than they really needed to be and th- it, like you I like the character of Abigail and it's unfortunate that she has all of that terrible baggage but like with Frost the showrunners are trying to do the best they can to rather course correct that and the first thing that in both arcs that they're doing is addressing or making them responsible for the things that they've done and owning up to that. Uh, what else? Uh, I really enjoyed the look into Jordan's past. I really did too. I was only expecting to look into his army past, but I'm glad we got to discover some stuff about him during his teen years. Seeing him break his curse by standing up to his ancestor was so cool. I really liked that was how his curse storyline ended. I'm also glad that we got the seeds for a Macy and Jordan friendship planted. I can't wait to see what we get out of that friendship. They would be the type of friends to do work outs together. I was thinking that too. Like I thought by the end of the episode, they was going to be boxing. Like getting all of their frustration out. But drinking tequila, that works too. I told you, you need some type of alcohol to get dopamine flowing in your system. Josefina was great and I love that they invited her to stay in the house. Her and Harry can have the best sleepovers in the attic. (laughs) Where is she sleeping? I'm sure there's another room because the attic is not it. I can't wait to see the sisters uncover why Marisol did what she did and us getting to know more about their family history. Taking the family heirloom and running to another country is a dick move though. I mean she bound their powers and didn't tell them she gave up her only child and never visited her except once so marisol's got some uh, questionable decisions herself i'm a little bummed we didn't get to see macy and jordan get a proper introduction to the extended family who almost got them killed in an enchanted handbag but i'm guessing time constraints for the episode no it's too many people in the room i think and i only know this because i've been watching other shows that's been filming in covid there's like a cutoff point to how many people in a scene with the camera people that are needed that can be in one room at the same time to try to maintain social distancing so that's why they had them come down at the end and they had i do notice the place markers even though they're not on them i know that there are x's wherever they're standing and then they had them stand right behind them maintaining the six feet distance because they don't have face masks on so i think that's why they tried to maintain the right amount of social distancing by not putting too many people in the same room Uh, another fun episode in my opinion stay safe stop trying to make abigail happen (laughs) it's not gonna happen peace grease uh peace hair greasy black girl magic it is not gonna happen and i think this episode definitely for any fans who may have but you know there are still people who ship um 
that woman and Barry Allen, no matter how much <laughs> actual evidence is put in front of them, they still are like, it's going to happen one day. I mean, again, do you in whatever tag that you want to do you in. Don't cross the tag lines now, especially if it ain't, if you know you're jumping in a place where you are not welcome. Uh, secondly, don't start trashing the legitimate ship because your ship ain't getting the attention you want to it. If you want to keep imagining a world in which that happened, there is nothing wrong with that. It's when you keep doing the other shit that there's something wrong with that. Um, but yeah, I I, I think, <laughs> like I said, they, they beyond put the nail in the coffin. They barely even have them talking to each other. And this episode was like, okay, look, we're going to interact in the present, but it ain't happening to us like ever. So I said, I mean, even when we are alone, I'm talking about my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, they, they doing every, they're doing the most to say, don't hope because there is none. That is the end of the feedback. If you want to join in the conversation, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, and leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic. <laughs>